Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace and Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Today, of course, is Thanksgiving morning. And it is a day, of course, that we ought to stop and give thanks to the Lord. Thank Him for all that He has done in our life. We should be thankful every single day. But this is a time that we set aside specifically to go and to thank the Lord. And it is just so important to go and to uh, have a consistent life of thanksgiving. And, and, you know, we've looked and we've seen so far this concept that we need to go and to enter into his courts with thanksgiving. We, we've seen that that is the proper way to approach God is with thanksgiving. We've also seen over in Psalm 107 uh, that men ought to give thanks to the Lord and looking at all of the different things that he's done, how he's delivered us from our sins, how he heals us from our diseases, how he does all of these incredible things. We also saw yesterday how Thanksgiving is a weapon that we can use against the enemy that brings God's peace, which is aggressive an aggressive force against the enemy, driving him out of our minds, specifically if you struggle with anxiety. And today we're going to be looking at thankfulness and specifically magnifying the Lord. And our scripture reading is, is not going to be very long today. It's going to be a shorter scripture reading. In fact, it's it's possibly going to be a little bit of a shorter devotional. But we're going to be focusing in here on Psalm chapter 69, verses 30 and 31, and it says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bull which has horns and hooves. What we see here in this passage of Scripture that we are to go and to praise him, first of all, with a song. You know, it, it is important that, that you sing. I, I know that this is maybe not something that's popular to go and to point out, especially uh, in, in the culture that we live in, but you ought to be singers. I, I'm not saying you have to be a good singer. I'm certainly not a good singer, but I can tell you that I love singing to the Lord. I love worshiping God. God loves to be worshiped with singing. We, we see this time and time and time again in Scripture. It, it is spoken of a ton. The book of Psalms is literally a book of songs, and there's all kinds of other Psalms and all kinds of other songs all throughout Scripture. You've got the Song of Moses. You've got all kinds of songs that are there. God God loves singing, so you ought to be a singer. You ought to be somebody who loves to sing to the Lord. And it says, though, also, and will magnify him with thanksgiving. You know, when we are truly thankful, when we're thanking God for the things that he has done in our life, it magnifies God. And it, first of all, magnifies God in our life because we go and we have a different perspective of God when we're actively and intentionally being thankful. We're stopping and we're realizing how great God is and the goodness of God specifically towards us, not just in general, but specifically towards us that he is good. And so we are magnifying our own view of God as we are going and giving thanks to him, as we're specifically setting up time and setting aside time to go and to spend time in thanksgiving. The second thing, though, is that we're magnifying God to others when they start hearing of the things that God has done in your life, when they start hearing the testimonies of the victories uh, of all of the things that God has done for you, other people go, whoa, your God is great. We should want people to say that your God is great when we tell them about our God. And so you need to spend time 
in thankfulness, not just so that you can have a bigger view of God, a more magnified view of God personally in your life, so that you can see more fully who He is, and then He will take you deeper into knowing Him, but also so that others can see the greatness of God, the magnificence of God, so that they can have God magnified in their life as well. And then verse 31, it says, This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bull which has horns and hooves. What what the psalmist is saying here is that thanksgiving is even better than physical sacrifice. True thanksgiving is better than the sacrifices of, of oxes and bulls, is what he's saying. Isn't that incredible to stop and to think about? God would have rather, even though he commanded them, He commanded them to go and to have these type of sacrifices, these burnt offerings and all all these other kinds of offerings. He goes in and he says, look, I I would rather hear your thanksgiving. And how many times we fail to give him the proper worship because we are not being thankful. You need to be thankful because that is the proper sacrifice that God is looking for. But today, as I was reading this passage, and I started thinking about that whole concept of magnifying the Lord with thanksgiving, uh, and it will magnify him with thanksgiving, I started thinking back to that Thanksgiving proclamation of 1789, where George Washington goes and he proclaims Thanksgiving. Because, you know, a lot of people are are somewhat ignorant on Thanksgiving. I'm not going to get into the pilgrims a whole lot, although the very first Thanksgiving with the pilgrims, it was about thanking God. I mean, they, they were Christians uh, who came to the New World, and they had set up a, a a Mayflower Compact, which is really a predecessor to uh, our constitution and really a backing of the uh, of a republic and, and these people are going and they, they drew these pilgrims drew all these principles from the word of god and they're thanking god for the provisions that he gave when they started to walk inside of his law even in spite of all the loss that they'd had and it's just incredible but even george washington in the first official thanksgiving that we had in the United States. As to why we celebrate it here right around this time in November, it was the 26th of November when uh, George Washington did it back in 1789. But uh, we, we go and we see here that this is a proclamation that Thanksgiving in the United States specifically, it was to thank God. It wasn't of just general thankfulness. It wasn't, hey, let's have a uh, holiday so that we can eat turkey and watch football. It, it was specifically a day that was set aside, a holiday, a holy day that was set aside to go and to thank God. So I just want to read to you uh, that Thanksgiving Day proclamation. It's not too long, just a, about four paragraphs or so uh, from George Washington. And it says this. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, and to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. And whereas both House and Congress have, by their joint committee, requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, 
to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, next to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the bene uh, beneficent author of all good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence, which he experienced, excuse me, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty, which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish con uh, constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed, and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge, and in general for all the great and various favors which he hath been pleased to confer upon. Upon us, and also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations, and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed to protect and, to, and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness unto us, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true, true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. Given under my hand at the city of New York on the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789. George Washington. We see here that President George Washington issued this Thanksgiving Day proclamation. And as he did, it was a recognition that all nations have a duty to recognize and to acknowledge God, to obey his will, and to be grateful, to be thankful for who he is and what he's done. This is the foundation that our nation was built upon. This is why we have that tradition, this tradition of thanksgiving. And so today I just want to challenge you to magnify God through thanksgiving, just as General, well, excuse me, President George Washington did. Have that be in your life and truly make today 
a proclamation of thanksgiving and a magnifying of God by truly being thankful to him. Not Don't just generally be thankful. Be thankful specifically to God and obey his will. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. is already begun.